the big impact here that we're going to discuss is the impact of people on people. It's always, it's always the thing that makes a difference between a good day and a bad day, right? It's how other, how people treat us and how we treat others. So for me, it's absolutely true. There are some people that are incredibly thoughtful and grateful the fact that we're still open. And there are other people who are just being complete asshats. Now, why are they doing that? Are they genuinely complete asshats? No, I don't think they probably are. I mean, of course, there are some people that are just, you know, we just are never going to see eye to eye with. Um, and, and they are more difficult than other people to deal with. But, but there seems more people like that right now. So there's probably something else going on. So in all of these things, I think building up our compassion and our empathy for others is one of the better ways we can stop the stress in ourselves because the stress in ourselves doesn't necessarily come from the incident it comes from you know th there's pain when somebody's mean to us or or we do something that we're not happy with but layered in on top of that there's suffering um so there's the pain of the thing that happened and then there's the the sort of mental pain that we then will inflict on ourselves and that's like we get stabbed once and for real and then we get stabbed a hundred times by whatever happens discursively in our brain after that point and so people being mean and i've seen several examples of this recently where um people have been treated badly and then you know i've then had the opportunity to go speak with the same people and they seem to be quite different people. Now, what's I think what's going on with a lot of people right now, the underpinning thing is people are freaking out, people are stressed, people are pissed off. And remember the, the, the change model, like some people deal with change much faster than others. Uh, so for some people, they will be in a state of complete denial still. For others, you know, denial can look like this isn't happening and I'm just going to act like normal. Denial can look like I'm really angry about this happening. I want it to be back to normal. But denial is a state where you're not accepting what is now occurring, what is really going on. And in order to, you know, a lot of the fight, a lot of the pain of any situation goes away because a lot of the friction that we experience is because of that blocker. We have one foot in the past and we're, we're not even one foot in the future. We've kind of worked been pushed or toppled into it but we're clinging on and that's kind of terrifying because it's fear of unknown and that's really what people cling on to people fear change not because they fear change itself but because what change represents and that is a change from a stable settled situation where they understand what's going on to a an unstable out of control unknown i.e uncertain situation and so there is clearly opportunity in there, but there's also risk. And, and we're not very good at seeing opportunity. We're much, well, I mean, we, we are, but we're better tuned to seeing risk. Why? Because if we didn't see risk very well, we'd get eaten by something bigger than us, by a predator, or we'd fall off of a cliff or something like that. The, the, the body's number, or the mind's number one job is to keep the body alive. Uh, so, so we're better tuned to risk management. And so, if you're just living in a situation like this where there's a lot of change and you're resisting, 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 you're resisting based on a desire to want to have what you used to have, though you can't get it. So that's going to create what? What, what? what emotion happens when you want something but you can't get it? Frustration. 
or you're coming from a place of uh, anxiety. Anxiety is all about the future uh, or fear. It's all about the future. What's going to happen? What does this mean? You're trying to make meaning out of it. And there's your storytelling. So what does this mean for the future? Well, it might mean I don't have a job or it might mean my, you know, my mum might die or somebody close to me might die. It might mean I can't afford to make payroll. It might mean I'm going to get sick and that freaks me out. And I, it might mean I'm worried I'm going to get COVID from my dog or cat. I don't know what it means, but there's a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on in people's brains right now. And who can blame them? There's a president taking an unlicensed treatment and telling folks to do that right now. So they're eating like they're dying because they're eating stupid stuff they should be putting in a fish tank. Right? Not like, so the leadership right now is awful. The stories are flying around. There's so much bullshit flying around right now. It is not hard to understand why people are freaking out because there's, there's, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's unknown, there's frustration about wanting to be in the past. There's so much uncertainty. So the first thing is, and I think this is a good thing to discuss with your team, Andrea, is just to get everybody in that mindset. Now, it doesn't mean it's okay if somebody's a douche to your team, but it does. The, the way out of that is not for us to be a douche back to them. If, you, if we fight be, that being treated like that with more of that treatment back, then what happens is more clients will respond badly to our our reaction. We will never turn that client around by being that way with that client. The only way we will ever turn that client around is to acknowledge that things are scary and things are challenging. And the only way we'll do that is if we can empathize in that moment with what's going on with that person. So it, it's easy to get caught up in our own worlds. It's easy to get caught up in our own fears because these things are all happening in our own heads. But one of the most healthy things we can do is to just take a deep breath and say, okay, this actually is really tough for us all. And partly that's then sitting down with our teams and having these conversations and going, okay, well, what's our experience? What are we all feeling right now? And allowing people to have vent and tell their story of the client that was mean to them. But then to deconstruct what we think might have been going on and to try and give it the context and to try and make sure that our team, it is very unlikely that the clients are mad with our teams. Our teams generally bend over backwards to help clients. Our, our clients are probably mad with our team, mad with, because we're just, we're an outlet. And so the support I'd be giving is sitting with my team, you know, poten potentially individually if somebody's had a particularly hard time and just supporting them, not trying to be on the side of the client in that moment, but just being there for them and listening to them and allowing them to vent. But then as a team discussing, okay, here's the backdrop. Here's why people are being mean. How, do, how can we go about making things better? And, and how do we deal with people when they're mean to us as well? You know, because sometimes it's actually okay to say, listen, if I, I understand that you're coming from a place of fear or, or frustration or sadness right now. But listen, when you said that, this is what I understood. I don't know if that was your intention. Like, I don't see what's wrong with actually saying that to a client. Did you intend for that to come across that way? Because that's the way it did. And listen, I get that you're scared. I get that things are different. We are trying to do our very, very best. Here are our constraints. I'm sorry if that's not good enough for you. There isn't an awful lot more we can do. Or what else can we do? I can't promise you we can do that. But 
when we let our own fears rule our behaviors, when we say no, when we say things and do things that perhaps we wouldn't do because we're fearful, uh, maybe we're a little bit short with a client or abrupt with a client. Maybe we're not able to make callbacks the same speed we normally would do because there's operational reasons. Well, we've got to talk with clients about that and, and get on Facebook Lives and, and say those things in our messaging so that clients' expectations are managed. So there's one thing we can do to help. We let our teams vent. We listen to our teams. But we also coach our teams to have, a, have some empathy with the same things they're worried about, clients are worried about, and not everybody's got that emotional control. And we can coach our teams into how to uh, have these conversations with clients so that they're able to, without getting into a fight, but without, you know, what you don't want to go is say, like, that was really rude. I'm, not, I'm going to hang up on you now. Like, you don't want to say that because that's going to get you in a fight. You want to say, listen, you sound extremely upset about this, uh, and, I, and I want to help you. Uh, but one thing that's not going to help is we're all under pressure here, and I would like you to understand that we can't do some of the things right now that I know we would normally like to do and you would like us to do. Um, but we've got to find a way through this. So can we reset? You know, there's, it's just not being afraid to have human conversations where we express ourselves respectfully without yelling at each other. Now, clients aren't always able to do that, and neither are we, by the way. If we are willing to uh, express ourselves, if we're willing to suck up that initial emotion and not react and not get mad back, but instead to go, just name the emotion. Listen, you sound really frustrated. I want to help you. How do we do that? Or Listen, I can tell you're really angry right now. Tell me what's going on. Just even that one sentence will help people release because they feel listened to. And that's I mean, when people are scared or maybe they've been watching Boris Johnson or Donald Trump and they're like, man, I don't feel like I've got any power here. Or, this is so confusing. I don't know what to do. Like the thing you don't want to be is their opposition in that one because <laughs> you're going to get it. So don't be the opposition. I would summarize it by being focus on having empathy and gratitude sessions with your team and team meetings. Allow people to vent if they've had a hard time and listen to them. And then try and equip the team with some communication skills to start disarming angry clients. Um, and, and communicate what you are capable of right now and what's not you're not capable of just now to your clients. Those would be four reasonable things I think would help a little bit.